Suddenly, Colette's in enemy camp. This week on the podcast, Colleen O'Shaughnessy McKenna's Eeny Meeny Murphy No. Hi, and welcome to Growing Up Bookish. That's the nostalgic book podcast where we read old books we used to like and see if we still like them now. I'm one of your hosts, Emma. I'm your other host, Allison. And today is my pick, and I'm so excited to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) It's a summer camp book. Yeah, I kind of have a few of those. I'm fine with that, though. I don't know why. I'm fine with that. I I keep telling you that I have one in my arsenal that I'm going to bring to you, and you're going to love it. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, So, memories of this book for me. I read this in elementary school because I remember I was still sharing a bedroom with my younger sister. And I think this was the first book that I felt like an adult while I was reading it. I actually stayed up past my bedtime because I had to finish it. And I think it was probably, at that point in time, the longest book I've ever read. Which is not that long. It's only like 200 pages, but... A lot of that is uh, diary diary entries. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just, I loved this book. I couldn't put it down. It was the first one that I had to fly through to figure out what happened. Did you read any of the others in this series? I think I did. Uh, unfortunately, this is the only one that stuck out to me. But when I looked at all those covers, they like, were familiar. Yes, yes. I was worried because I, when I bought the book, I was reading just about the series in general. And the actual, like, topic of the series sounds awful because it's just about, like, you know, five-year-old kids running amok. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God, this sounds horrible. horrible. I am yeah. really glad that this book did not include any of the other children. I'm pretty sure that I read too many Murphys. Um what were some other her books like fourth grade jinx or something like that i, I i'm assuming think i read a lot of her books they probably have like a book that's about each person person in the family mm-hmm. maybe no it focuses on colette so, oh really yeah so the author she was originally um a, a teacher she majored in childhood education uh took some creative writing classes later on in life and one of the things you learn is you write about what you know and at the time she had four children she had colette Jeff, Stevie, and Laura. Wait, those are actually their names? Yes. Wow, girl, be a little bit more creative. (laughs) Which are the names of the characters of the book. And so she started writing it in kind of Colette's view of things. Well, I'm glad because if it were from anyone else's point of view or... You would have thrown the book across the room. (laughs) Yeah, because the first chapter was rough because it's like showing all the chaos of the kids. And and my first note is too many kids. (laughs) Yeah, I think I put, uh, this car ride is Allison's personal hell. Yes, (laughs) because, well, I mean, we'll get more into it when we talk about the recap, but you are absolutely (laughs) correct. I am so glad they dropped all those kids off and we never saw them again for the Maybe rest that of was why it was one of my favorites. I would I'll assume admit, so. The first chapter, my nerves were on edge. I'm like, oh, I can't imagine. I enjoyed reading this as a kid. But um, yeah, it focuses on Colette. Her brothers and sister are left at home. Another interesting thing about the author is she wrote two novels that kind of went along with Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, the TV show. Oh. Okay. Uh, one of them focused on the daughter, Colleen in that which did you watch that show yes i did see my mom watched it so i know enough about it because i caught her watching it but i never watched it. oh i loved that show i was not into it you know it was a time period of simpler times that's that is definitely the kind of throw the water on the floor to to (laughs) like sweep everything because you know it's dirt floors and stuff yeah no i loved yeah that's more like prairie (laughs) life no you should just go watch a freaking petticoat junction or something 
What is that? It's so it's an old, old, old show from the seventies. Oh, it's a, yeah, no it's about like a plantation town that's all women. Hmm. Actually, that sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, go look it up. Okay. <laughs> all right. So with this, oh, actually, let's talk about the cover of the book. Oh yeah, the cover's fun. There's a lot going on. Although I'm real upset because uh, that note on the door never showed up in the book. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> I kept waiting for it. Did you? Yes. Oh, sorry to disappoint. Yes, also, then. there was no TPing of the... No. Uh, they kind of, like, exaggerated, I guess. So they there's, did. like, three girls, and they're in front of their cabin, which has been TP'd, and they've got a bunch of clothes strewn about and, like, a broken chair or something. I don't <laughs> oh, know. Yeah. And then there's a note on the door that says, this is our cabin, new girls go home. So go. it's only so, half true. Yeah. Only half of those things. Well, when happened. you saw this, what what were you thinking? What were your Well, I was like, cool, book? it's summer camp, so I'm into it because I like summer camp stories. And I also think about the parent trap. Me too. And let me tell you, that was one of, now I'm not a vindictive person. I don't do mean things to people. No, but, but that I scene was love, awesome. I do love yeah. those scenes where I they do just too. ransack yes. and set up all these booby traps. I loved the booby <laughs> traps in The Parent Trap. And they actually make a reference to The Parent Trap in this book. Yes, they do. And I made note of that. But like I remember thinking like as soon as I started reading it that I was like excited about The Parent Trap too because I watched the old Haley Mills version so many times. It's so good. But I always stopped watching it after they left camp. Really? You didn't continue with it? I mean, it? I've seen it. I yeah. have seen the end of it. But once they leave camp, I'm not interested anymore. So I watched the camp part like over, over and, and over. over. Yeah. And I just loved when they ransacked their cabin and like put toothpaste on the on the sheets and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And they had the strings. The and... strings was awesome. Oh, so good. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so I was hoping there was going to be some of that in here. Yeah. Not quite that exciting. Like, no. There's some, but there is. a little bit less exciting. So, yeah, to start out, chapter one, we start with a cramped car ride that erupts into chaos as a mother is trying to keep all of her children behaved and buckled. I don't know how many times these kids get out of their seat Yeah, belts. and she doesn't seem that concerned, though. She's, like, even keeled throughout the whole thing. I'm like... She's one of those parents that just lets her kids run amok, and she's like, oh, they're kids! Either that, or she has, like, patience of steel and can just... I, I had no patience, and they're not even my kids. <laughs> uh, that's all I could think when I was reading this chapter. And I have to mention, two hours late to camp is too late. It's pretty late. I can't believe she was that late, and the mom just didn't care. Well, they went through and explained all the things that happened. Uh, but the, even I then, even the mom's like, all let's stop things. for Cokes. And I'm like, you're two hours late. <laughs> Maybe Do the rules mean nothing to you? Look, when you've got four kids. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> you just give up on some things. You've got to let some things slide. However, it it was mentioned that Colette was totally fine with riding the bus because yeah. her friend Sarah was going to ride the bus too. She was like, I could just ride the bus. But her mom was insistent that she take the drive up there with all the kids because her dad is a lawyer and he's away on business and la-di-da. I um, have a feeling in this series the dad's not around very much. I don't think he is either. <laughs> There's something else that I read like in her biography, in the author's biography about writing what you know. And it was, you know, stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Of four. Yikes. Her husband never parents. <gasps> hey. Cool. He's, he's financing. Okay. That's something. All right, sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're late for camp. They're late. They're very late for camp. Yeah, they stop at a gas station. Let's see. Stevie steps the... So, she's got two younger brothers and a younger sister. 
Who, thankfully, we don't see for the rest of this book. No. Stevie steps into some <laughs> freshly laid tar. Which I know. I'm like, okay. Oh my God. How does that happen? I. It is my personal hell. <laughs> and Laura throws up in a trash can. Yep. And then after that, we get to camp. Yes. <laughs> so thank God. Thank God. We got through that chapter because, like I said before, uh, my anxiety was running pretty high through the chapter. And I'm like, let's just get through this because. <laughs> I was anxious because they're two hours late. I hate <laughs> being late to anything. That too. <laughs> uh, let's see. Luckily, in chapter two, they get to camp. Oh, yeah. And she she's our. Well, I guess in the first chapter, she's already writing in her diary a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she wrote. Well, she basically writes a note that summarizes the entire chapter pretty perfectly. Uh, you want to read it? Go for it. Sure. Sunday afternoon. Dear diary, I'm already two hours late for camp because of my slow family. <laughs> That's pretty much That's the it. chapter. That's the chapter. That's it. <laughs> Don't nice, need to read anything else because there you go. summed up. So chapter two, we're getting away from all the kids. We've got the nice, quiet camp time. Uh, they finally reach the camp. Colette describes it as her private vacation because yeah. being the eldest of four, she kind of has to do a lot. I w- always wanted to go to camp and I never got to. My sister got to go once and she stayed in like a cabin situation like this. And I just thought how cool it would be to like be alone and away from your family for a week. <laughs> like my parents weren't like, I mean, I didn't have a family like Colette's where I needed to get away because she's probably babysitting her younger siblings all the time. I didn't have anything like that. I just wanted to be adult, you know, and like feeling like you're grown up being in a cabin all by yourself with no parents. My one camp experience, they didn't have cabins. You, You drove there, you got dropped off, and then you got picked up. No, it was still like a day camp. That didn't count. It was still a fun experience. It was on a historical southern plantation. I mean, that sounds fun, but that's not so, the same as this. And you learned, it was called ranger camp, so you learned, like, survival, like, I learned how to build a fire. Do you and, still know how to do that? Do you think you could build a fire now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I remember, I remember what they showed me. I never did it, but yeah. I remember what they showed me. Well, um, I never got to go, so that's, that's why, uh, yeah, we, You can live through all these books. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, so her mom asks her if she, she's packed her diary. It's right here, Colette rubbed her hand over the smooth, glossy blue diary. It was brand new, with a bright gold lock and matching key. On its cover, a small white kitten peered over a red ball of yarn, a tiny crayon propped in its paw. That is hilarious. It is kind of (laughs) hilarious. Uh, I had a diary like that. It didn't have a kitten on it. I probably would have wanted it if it did. But uh, I remember that all the, like, keys were all the same. So, like, I could have did opened you my try? sisters. Did you try? No. Okay. But I could have. They were all the same. Were they, they weren't, like, real yeah, keys. Yeah, I guess so. They were just, they like, just those had little... that little bump in the yeah. middle. And the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So I could have opened anyone's diary, but... You could have. I never wrote in mine. I always wanted to be, like, a diary writer, but I never was. I was, but it was something that was hard for me to keep up with yeah. every single day. I had a Jasmine, a Jasmine diary that I loved. Oh, my God, it was beautiful. I don't remember what mine looked like, to be honest. That was the only one I could remember. I may have had one earlier. I don't know. I don't know. And as an adult, it's the same way. It's hard for me to keep a journal every day. Yeah. And I have like 20 notebooks around the house that... I can't even write keep track of them. two sentences on Twitter every day. <laughs> so... <laughs> so you weren't the diary type. Definitely not. You I did have like an be. online journal for a little while, but yeah, that didn't oh, last very long. Oh, yeah. It was like... You know, it felt like forever, but it was probably just like a summer. So who knows? <laughs> Anyway, so Colette finds out, of course, that her friends have already checked in hours ago. Of course. They're, they're in cabin number seven. Yep. 
And we're also introduced to a dream boy of the camp, I guess. Yes, Mr. Muscle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's 14, apparently. Is he? I thought it was 13. I I think she said 13 or 14. Okay. I just imagined he was older. And I'm assuming Colette is in the fifth grade. Yeah, I think she said, they say somewhere she's like 11. Is that fifth grade? Oh. I don't know. I looked I at sworn I, they said I that. looked at I tried to find like the order of the books and how you're supposed to read them and this came after like a fifth grade one. So I think she's in the fifth grade. She's like eleven or twelve. Um so let's let's read this description. Description of, of this muscular fourteen year old. Did you know any muscular fourteen year old? That was another thing I put in my notes. I'm like, I don't remember any guy. Well, first off, I don't know how you were, but I had no crushes on guys in real life i had crushes on movie stars john cusack was my main guy and when boys i was in 11, real life didn't, yeah when didn't, i was 11 i did i don't think i did have real life crushes it wasn't until i was like 14 that i started liking guys mm. that were real but then they were always like way too old for me <laughs> oh yeah i was that girl you didn't like any of those muscly 13 year olds because there boys. weren't any there weren't any. at least i don't think i can't so. even imagine what this guy looks like um well, this, this is the description. I, well, let's see. Yeah. With his short blonde hair and huge arms, this boy was so handsome, it was almost like talking to a movie star. Had the camp rented him to walk around just looking perfect? That is so <laughs> an 11-year-old's description of a cute boy. His oh name is Tommy. God. That was, okay. How would you feel about his name? Uh, it seemed fitting to me. Really? Yes. Oh, I was so disappointed. Tommy Hansley? That seems like a stupid, like, preppy guy name. Oh, I, I was thinking it should be, like, Derek or Dean or something. No, that's a bad boy name. This is, like, Preppy McPrepster. <laughs> Tommy just, Hanley is a, definitely a, a perfect... A muscly 13-year-old. Yeah, no. Derek. No. Derek Hansley. I liked Tommy. I, okay. thought, I felt like it fit. So, uh, yeah, she's obviously in love already. Uh, yes. Um. So, I made this note. I think it... I think I remember why. Uh, because she's talking about what she was packing. Like, she, she was like, oh, he's carrying my trunk with all my stuff in it, and this is what I packed. And she mentioned that she writes her name in all her underwear. And I was like, do people yes. actually do that? And why? Yes. Why do they do that? Do they think people are going to steal their underwear? I. So and if they I did, can, do you really want it back? <laughs> I can understand doing it for young Shirts, kids. though. But like, young kids. Why? Because if you have what to What are they bring, taking their underwear off? Because if you have to take their clothes to school for accidents or whatever then i mean now you put them in like a bag that has their name on it yeah. but uh i honestly even even at this age in elementary school i thought it was weird that people were doing that still i just i don't why, know why i don't have why where do you think I'm your sure underwear is gonna go <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's what i want to on know. tommy's floor i don't know <laughs> oh, not for 11 year olds no i don't no. know that just tripped me up a little bit. Who knows? Maybe she was afraid that it would get lost. Well, okay, what's their laundry situation? Do you do you wash things at camp or do you pack no, enough? No, because later in the story they talk about, someone talks, talks about how they're going to have to wash their shirt in the lake or something. Okay. Because it got dirty. So, yeah, if you're not only using some week. kind of laundromat at yeah. the facility, then why, do you, why does your stuff have to have your name on? Well, I don't think she did it just for camp. I think she just has, has her it. name in her underwear. I don't know. It makes for no sense. time. <laughs> Maybe she'll get hers confused with their younger <laughs> sisters, except her sister's like three. So yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Dude, I don't know. But it bothered me. Okay. Anyway. So Tommy's carrying her trunk to the cabin for Yes. Because he's strong and muscly. Yes. And let's see. 
I, I didn't really go into too much detail in this chapter. I just kind of picked out some parts. But Marsha, um, Colette's friend Marsha, mm-hmm. whom I love. I like her too. She's the, she's the one that has the most personality. She does, and I kind of like related to her a lot. <laughs> Even like I don't obviously she's the rich girl, and apparently she likes to you know flaunt her richness, which you know that's a flaw. But whatever, she's also like brave and sn- snarky, and you know. Oh yeah, I like her. I do too. At first, I was kind of when they gave the description that she's oh the rich kid across the street that brags about being an only child. I'm like ooh okay. But then when she, she started talking bed. about things, yeah, I'm like no, this is a good friend to have yeah. because she's spunky. She's yeah. going to like stand up for herself and for her friends. Yeah, and I mean that's what she did with the cabin. She went early and found the best cabin for them. It's yep. secluded. They don't have to share their bunks with anybody. Um, and so apparently this girl Peely. What, Peely stupidest, Jackson, the stupidest name I've, I've ever heard, heard in my life. Peely, Peely Jackson. I thought that was going to be a nickname. Peely was going to no, be no. Peely is a Peely name. is her name. Yeah, and I can't for the life of me figure out what this girl looks like. They said she was blonde. That's all they say. But I'm I just like, imagined her being? as like a pretty blonde bitchy girl. Well, Peely Jackson apparently has had that cabin since she was like eight years old. Yeah, and wants it back. And Marsha mentions that Peely tried to kill her. But something that I thought was interesting, Colette says it was probably some fat girl bumping into Martha. Dude, there was a couple. Marcia. There was a couple like, oh, uh, fat shaming comments. Oh my in this god! Book. Yeah, there were actually. That's not the only one. No, I didn't make note of them, but like there were a. That couple. one really struck me. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, because Marcia does have a tendency to exaggerate things. But yeah. I'm like, my God, I'm like what? <laughs> Whoa. what? What a terrible I thought. Don't, I honestly don't know why they didn't give. I mean, I understand Marsha's like, no, I got up early to pick this cabin. It's mine. But like, I would have been like, dude, I understand if this is your cabin that you've had since you were eight. Yeah, you'd probably be pretty but sad what if, if the you person was it. mean about it. Like Peely's mean about it. Yeah, then I might do it despite her. <laughs> but Marsha's Marsha's <laughs> also the type of person she's not. No, going she doesn't to, back down. No, she's not going to give that mm-hmm. up. No, that's another reason why I like her. Because she refuses to give in, and she right. she's like, nah, this is mine. I and, say- I, and I don't think her reasoning is unreasonable. Because, like she said, she spent hours scoping out the best cabin. Yeah. She put in the work for it. So, sorry. So she, like, you don't claim cabins, though. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, if you didn't claim it, then it's not yours. No. Yeah. So, yeah, Peely is upset because this is her cabin, but they won't give it back. That's right. And I think that's about... That's about it. The chap- Yeah, the chapter. <laughs> yeah, next to my notes, I said, she has a run-in with a girl named Peely, and then in parentheses, I'm like, question mark, question mark, question mark, because <laughs> I'm like, Peely? <laughs> what the hell? And I, I don't even Is imagine how, fear- how fierce you can be with a name Peely. My name's Peely. Peely Jackson. Peely Jackson. Don't mess with me. My, that's my cabin. <laughs> That's going to be my voice for her if I ever have to read her, okay? I'll make sure you do have to read her. So chapter three, Marsha's talking more about Peely and tries to come Mm -hmm. up with a plan, like beating them at tennis, which I thought was a really cute idea. Yeah. That's not going to work. They go to the mess hall for dinner, and Colette gets her first taste of of Peely. Yep. Uh, Fortunately, there is a friend from school. Stereotypical class clown guy. Roger Friday. He's wearing a hat. With a propeller on it. I think he'll always be in the friend zone. <laughs> I liked him. I did too. I'd date him. I would He's too. like the ducky of the uh, group. That's what I would do. <laughs> like, oh my God. This is ducky. Yeah. She needs to get with him right now. Maybe she will. 
Yes, that will be our fan fiction yeah. for this one. <laughs> they grow up and have babies together, yep. and they go to camp, and Peely Jackson, no. Although there was, like, a part in the book later where I was like, I think Roger might be gay. I don't remember what it was huh. that, he, that he said, but, I mean, he's not because he's he talks not. about, like, girls, but, like, maybe he just doesn't know I feel know like you yet. can tell he likes Colette. I don't know. There was something he said where I was like, I think he's gay. I think he was, like, talking about, like, his clothes or... Was he talking about Mr. Muscle? No. <laughs> I don't remember. I was just like, maybe Roger's gay and he just doesn't know it yet. Uh, but whatever. He Roger's a cool guy. Yeah, he is. Oh, looky here, Linda. Little Miss Rugrat has herself a boyfriend. Cooed Peely as she carried her tray past. Isn't that adorable? I bet they'll carve their initials in a tree. Rugrats blushing, added the thin girl in a nasty whine. I didn't know a rat could blush. Colette blinked quickly, feeling her cheeks getting warmer and warmer. And I don't think it was possible for a little rat to like a boy, added Linda. She bumped her large elbow into Colette's back as she thundered by. I thought they just liked cheese. And stealing other people's cabins, added Peely. We didn't know Rugrats were thieves. All right, so you got, uh... A gaggle of girls, yeah. just just pleasant. So yeah, they're pissed about the the cabin stealing, but you know Roger standing up for her doesn't actually help. It just makes Peely more angry. And why is that? She doesn't like Roger. Well, that's basically what it is. I mean, I guess, but she also she doesn't like Roger. Well, he also made the whole cafeteria laugh that, at her. That's true because he's like, oh, you didn't know because you're stupid. Yeah, and yeah. so she instead of blaming Roger blames uh colette and now hates her more than ever that's true and i think my notes on this was like oh simpler times when the worst insult a bully had was rat yeah i like, know i'd be like <laughs> and I'd be like okay that's rug all rat. you got all yeah. right i'll take rug rat i don't care so chapter four we've uh let's see just got a casual conversation between friends at the lunch table yep we meet a girl named amber Yes. Who seems to right. know things. I, for some reason, I thought Amber was going to, like, betray them at some point in this book. Oh, I did, too. Yeah, really? Yes. Because I was like, she, she just seems to know everything, and I right. thought for sure she was going like, to turn she's going to play them. both sides. Yeah, but she she's going to play. No. I was so disappointed. It was weird. It was weird. I was like, why do they keep including this Amber person in I here? I felt the same way, and as soon as I saw her name, I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I remember that she has something to do with all of this. Yeah, but she didn't. But she had nothing to yeah. do with it. It was so weird. She's so I was just like, there to provide information that the girls yeah. wouldn't know. Yeah. So there's just this Amber person that knows everything. Yep. And she knows that Peely is in love with Muscle, Mr. Muscle Tommy. Mr. Muscle Tommy. So, uh, yeah, they used to date about two summers ago, but he no longer likes her because she's mean. I think that's what it is. I don't think he even knows that she's mean because I, I don't think he has any clue well yes later on in the book i'm like yeah yeah he's a stupid guy he doesn't realize it he's just not into her so whatever and peely's still in love with him so. and i guess he has like a new fling every summer what a <laughs> tramp because <laughs> he's always interested in yeah. some other girl yeah but peely uh keeps him away somehow they yeah. don't know how and she's just Amber gives her information that uh, Peely makes sure all the other girls that Tommy's interested in, like, back off. That's right. So Peely can go to the banquet yes. with Tommy every year. The banquet. 
Uh, let's see. Yeah, the, I think the other note I had for this was uh, Colette and her friends decide to give Peely the nickname Meanie, which apparently is the whole camp's nickname for her. Like, really? That's the best you could That's come up with? That's the best. Meanie? <laughs> Meanie. How about Biatch? <laughs> there are so many other words that you could choose. And I feel like even as an 11-year-old... I wouldn't have gone the meanie route. That's like second grade, third grade. Yeah, man. We used to say some really, well, not, I say we like I was part of it. I'm not a mean person and I never called people names, but uh, there were some mean, nasty things said about kids that I swear were worse than meanie. Oh, yeah. And I feel like even today it's worse. Maybe it's not worse. I don't know. The literal only thing I remember. And I feel what is like it? I, oh, I, tell me. There was some fat kid. Oh, no. I know. And this was first grade. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. Okay. Everybody made up a song about him. Oh, no. I know. I I did not take part in this, okay? But essentially, the only part I remember is that they... That the song made something about him smelling like a rotten french fry. Oh! I I, And I'm like, what does a rotten french fry even smell like? (laughs) I think I know. I have an idea. It's not a totally unpleasant smell. No. But... I I just wondered where that the french fry came from. Did it rhyme with something else? Was it a rhyming song? It it was a song, so I don't remember any other part of it. I just remember his name. I remember his name still. Did you ever get called names? Um, I'm sure that I did. There's only one name that I can remember that I got called. What is it? Lesbian. Oh, I got called lesbian too. Really? Yeah. yeah there was a time in uh... in fifth grade, some girl called me lesbian, and the way and first off, I wasn't even clear of what that word meant. Right. But the way that she said it, I was like, oh, this is some sort of like derogatory thing. Yeah. Like what? I don't even know what this is. I had a time when that was. Uh said to me too I didn't even consider that an insult so I didn't even think about it it was weird because it, it there was this new girl that came into school and everyone thought she was a lesbian okay and she might have been I don't know we, we were in like seventh grade or something yeah and I was friends with her because she was new and I was always nice to new people I so she and I became friends like real fast and then yeah. because I was friends with her I was also a lesbian and so uh. then everyone just said we were dating and I was like, were they were they saying it as if it were some sort of insult? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I I don't even feel like I was insulted by it. I was yeah. just like, we're friends. I, I we're so so <laughs> didn't stop it's, me from hanging out with her. It's like it's and then she like not, left school the next year, and I was sad. Oh. I wonder what happened. I don't remember her name. Oh no, you can't even remember. Her I want to look her up on Facebook. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, the, I don't remember. I I told you. I think I mentioned before that I was ignored most of the time. Like sometimes I was, that's a good place to be. I feel like it is because nobody really like chose me as their target. They yeah. just didn't pay any attention to yeah. me. Same here. I don't feel like I was a target. Was I? No, for the most part, no. Yeah. But I was also a teacher's kid. So, so next chapter. Uh, this was a really short chapter. I'm not really sure why they included it. Other a lot than... of chapters are short in this. So, well, I feel like most of the time the chapters have some depth to them or at least some reason. Not really. The last chapter didn't. It was literally just Amber telling her that Peely likes Tommy. That's the entire chapter. Chapter four? That was the only note I had. Yeah. (laughs) They made Amber and I I framed framed it as like um, a Pushing Daisies episode. The facts were these. Yeah. The facts were these. Pretty much. Well, chapter five, they go to a marshmallow roast. Yeah. 
This was to build up. Okay, I understand the purpose. What's the purpose? It's to build up the relationship between Tommy and Colette. Marf. Because, you know, they go to the marshmallow roast. They get bullied a bit by Peely. I don't remember what she says, but that's what I wrote. And hot boy Tommy gives Colette his marshmallow after Mm -hmm. she drops hers in the dirt. And he calls her? Butterfingers. (laughs) And she's really like, oh, he gave me a nickname. (laughs) Which I will say. I like in like romance novels when they give the girl a cute nickname, but it's got to be cute. And this one's not, not Butterfingers. Like Butterfingers is okay. Okay. But it has to be situational like that. Like it yeah. can't just be sweetie. Right. It's got to be like something. Referencing an, a an particular. Joke. Yeah. 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 Well, Butterfingers it is. And Butterfingers. <laughs> but she wants to call him Mr. Muscle. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> well, another reason why this chapter is short is because she has to rush back to her cabin to write things before she forgets them. Yeah, I think she's, I think Colette's a little too attached to her diary. You know what I mean? Uh, well, maybe it's because, maybe it's because she grows up in a house full of three kids. So it's like her private, her private time. I guess. I guess I could see that, but. Well, chapter six is full of nothing but uh Yes, I wanted to entries. actually read the whole thing. Sure. Would, would it be too long? Um, we'll, we'll take turns. Sure. All right. Yeah. Monday morning. Dear Diary, Roger and Tommy are getting to be good friends. Tommy says Roger is funny, and that's great in a friend. Roger said that if Tommy weren't so good-looking, he would be all right. They both ate breakfast with Marcia, Sarah, and me. I could hardly swallow. I was so happy. <laughs> The, all of these are so 11-year-old. I love them. Where it's I just love like, them. so-and-so said this, and then so-and-so <laughs> said that. And I'm just like, yep, this is what it would be like. Monday afternoon. Dear Diary, Tommy is in my craft class. He said I was nice to make Stevie a headband. He asked if I could make him one, too. I think he was joking? I read my notes from Laura, Jeff, and Stevie. They were funny. Laura said I was the best sister in the world. The boys didn't say that, of course. But Jeff taped his second favorite baseball card to his note for me to borrow. And Stevie said he would not go into my room and mess it up while I was gone. Monday afternoon again. Dear Diary, I know I already wrote two hours ago, but Marcia said she heard someone by the sinks saying that she heard that Tommy Hansley thinks I am very nice. Marsha said the girl sounded really mad about the whole thing. Well, I have to get back to dinner. I hope Roger and Tommy want to sit at our table again. Boy, are they funny. P.S. I think Tommy Hansley is nice, too. <laughs> oh I do, that one makes me laugh because it's like, someone by the sink said that they heard that Tommy said that someone else said that, that they heard this. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Why even write this down? It's like, my diary entry. Well, I can't say that. Who knows what my diary entries were. I'm sure like mine were just as bad at this age. If I had them, I don't know. Monday. Dear Colette's diary, this is Sarah. Colette said I could write in you since she no longer lets me read you. Ha ha. I wonder why. But since she is my best friend, I will forgive her. Ha ha. Colette is having fun up here. We have lots of classes like crafts and horseback riding. I think that is so we won't get in trouble. Ha ha. Anyway, I hope Colette reads this and lets me read her diary one day when she doesn't have a crush on Tommy Hansley. Colette, don't be mad at me saying that because it's true and you know it. Ha ha. (laughs) Oh my God. This is a long one. Go for it. The last one is a long one. Go for it. Monday night. (laughs) 
Monday night, dear diary, dinner was boring. Peely sat with Tommy. I don't know where Roger was. Peely laughed extra loud the whole dinner so everyone would know how much fun she was having. She even pretended she was freezing to death and Tommy gave her his sweatshirt to wear. It wasn't a bit cold in the dining room either. I pretended that I didn't see and I didn't say one mean thing about Peely. Being jealous is hard. It makes you want to say mean things. That's why I'm glad I have you, Diary. I can look, lock your mouth with a key. Ha ha. We are finally going to meet our counselor tomorrow. I hope she is as nice as Sandy. Boy, was she fun. P.S. We are having a softball game tomorrow. I have a good feeling that something wonderful is going to happen. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention their counselor because they had Sandy Smith for a day. Well, yeah, because their counselor was late. Right. And Sandy Smith is like a, an older camper, so she's not even a counselor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah she yeah. was like, hold, like she was Temporary. holding the place yeah. while uh, their counselor arrives. Mm-hmm. So the girls meet their new, uh, new counselor seven. in Chapter 7. Yep, her name's Diane. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to read a short just a little description of her. Listen up, girls. I'm sorry about being late, but this mobile home is pretty bad on the road. I had a few flat tires, then I ran out of gas. Diane sighed and ran her fingers through her hair. It took me forever to get here, and now that I'm here, I don't know why I bothered to come. So there you go. Yeah. She's kind of over it and burned out and doesn't... She's only done it twice before. <laughs> she's like, this is my third summer here, which means she's only done it twice, twice before. before. And I'm like, uh... And this camp only lasts a week long. Yeah. FYI. So, so how do you get burned out? I, yeah, I really don't know. Maybe she's jumping from different camps to like... It's possible. Make money. They don't but... say that, but it is possible. So she has a van. Yes. And she's going to sleep in the van rather than stay in the cabin. She yes. thinks like, oh, the girls need their freedom. They don't really want somebody like... Which is ...in okay. their junk. I mean, I'd be okay with that as, as the camper, but... Mm. You know, I would be nervous, and Colette's nervous too, because she doesn't like to break the rules. I don't like to break the rules. <laughs> I don't like to be a part of rule but you're breaking. Not breaking the rules. She but is. I don't even like being a part of uh, rule breaking. It makes me nervous. Because then if something happens, rules. I don't want to be held liable. Like, oh, you knew this whole time your counselor wasn't here, and you didn't say anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't get in trouble for that. We'll uh, we'll see if the girls get in trouble. Uh, let's see. They go off to play softball. Oh, yeah. I didn't really care about the no, softball game. No, I didn't game. either. They made a parent trap reference in the middle of that. That's where it happens. Oh, yeah, because she mentions, like, those camp movies where everything will be fine in yeah. the end. And I'm like, what camp movies are you talking about? They're definitely about? talking about the parent, parent trap because they're like, oh, what? they found out they were related. related. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, duh, yeah, the parent <laughs> trap. Yeah, Peely and her friends don't participate in the game. Oh, yeah. Here comes the meat and potatoes. <laughs> the girls come back from the game and see that their underwear is strewn outside of their cabin. That is literally word for word what I wrote. Did you? Their underwear is strewn outside of the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> With a nasty note, but it doesn't say what the no. cover says. It what, says. what does the note say? I don't remember. 76. It says, Rugrats are too little to wear bras. Because they found one of Marsha's bras. Which she's waiting to wear. <laughs> and she bought it an expensive lingerie And for shop. some reason she brought it to camp. <laughs> I love her. Did she her. think she was going to like I grow boobs her. over I this week? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she'd just wear it to impress a boy. I don't know, but I love her. I was wearing a bra at 11, so, you know. What grade is that? Like fifth grade. Oh, yeah. I actually got made fun of for wearing a sports bra. 
Uh, but I'm kind of like so silly. It's ridiculous. I remember this the is... girl in my well, the girl in my class who started wearing a bra first or whatever got uh, made fun of, and they called her bra strap Jennifer. Oh my god, that's a terrible name. I know, and I'm like, oh, this is so stupid. Children are so stupid. <laughs> I guess that's why they come up with nicknames like Meanie, Meanie. bra strap Jennifer. <laughs> That's Everyone so, knew she was wearing a bra. That's so sad, but I'm like, I know. so like my friend uh, refused to get a training bra of any kind, didn't want it, but I'm like, I have to do, like, you have PE, and as a girl, yeah, you need, it hurts you, to run, yeah. so you have to have support, and when she tried to make me feel bad about it, I'm like, I don't feel bad about this, because no. I'm not hurting. Exactly. <laughs> Kids are dumb, but whatever. <laughs> Marsha has a bra that she doesn't wear, but she brought it to camp to look at it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now it's outside their cabin. They want to ask Diane for help. Oh, yes, but you know what? They don't know where she is. <laughs> Diane never told them where, where she, she parked w- the no. van. I mean, it can't be that big. They could find her. They didn't bother to look. Uh, I don't even see it. My thing is, like, is she even parking on, like, camp premises? Who knows? Who knows? They don't bother to go look for her, though. No. Uh, so they just go back inside and kind of start cleaning up the cabin. This uh, is chapter eight. Yes, thank you. Chapter eight. <laughs> Cleaning up the cabin, discussing. I was like, Marsha's the only interesting one. Yeah. They, well, they find dirt and worms in their bed. Yes. Yep. So A pile it, of worms under their pillow. Instead of cleaning it off, they just decide to sleep on the floor, which I'm just like, clean off the worms, you They doofus. don't want to touch them, oh though. Oh, my God. They're just worms. I know. <laughs> I used to play with worms when I was a kid. I didn't I'm care. Like, I'd be fine. I mean, I still pick up worms. Yeah. Uh, so... For me, it, it would be no problem. Yeah. The problem is the thing that happens at the end of this chapter. Yes. I would freak out. So they're sleeping on the ground, and uh, the description of it's actually kind of interesting, <laughs> where uh, Colette's like, she feels a cool tube, tube slide across her wrist. It's a snake. It's a snake. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Terrifying. That's how the chapter ends. Cliffhanger. What's going to happen? <laughs> Chapter 9, Diane gets fired. Justice! <laughs> I said it at the beginning. She needed to be fired, and she was. And she was. I was expecting, like, no consequences. I'm really glad that they surprised me, and they fired her right out. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Harrison, the owner of the camp, finds out that what went on in the cabin, because the girls are screaming, and, uh, yeah, Diane is nowhere to be found. So she's she's off, and I yep. think she's pretty happy about it. <laughs> She's, I mean, she was glaring at them, so... But she's definitely not... I don't... She's like, good riddance. I mean, I, yeah, but she probably wanted, like, to get paid to sit in her cat or her car for uh, That's right. She, I guess she was expecting a pretty sweet deal. So they uh, they get word that they're going to have a new counselor. Yep. Edith Ann. Uh, but that not, doesn't happen for a while. Yeah, but they get her name. They think she's going to be a nerd because her name is Edith, Edith Ann. Ann. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds like somebody that reads encyclopedias for fun. <laughs> they go to swim class. At this point, I said, please don't call Tommy Mr. Muscle. So I think this is where we actually find out that that's what she wants to call him. Like, I oh, think really? that's where her diary entry is. Hang on. Sunday night. Dear diary, Tommy is so sweet. He gave me a present at the marshmallow roast. He even called me a cute little nickname. I wonder what nickname I could give him. Handsome, Mr. Muscle. <laughs> at this point, I went barf yeah and then i thought okay why did i like this book when i was younger <laughs> it's cute no it is but for me it uh just, when i was younger yeah. i did not care this book was not about the romance for me it was more about the drama yeah i loved i liked both the drama to be honest 
But when I was a little kid, I didn't like that stuff. I'm like, ew, gross. I always liked romance. Mr. Muscle. <laughs> I would have been into the romance, I think. Because around this, around when this was coming out, this is when I read, well, what? I don't know what year this came out. Oh, but, gosh. Uh, I didn't even look at that. I think um, 89 or 90. Okay. So a little bit before the Sweet Valley books. But, you know, I was always really interested 90. in the uh, romance in those. So Did I, it make you want to barf? No. Oh. I was totally Fred Savage's character in Princess Bride. I did not like <laughs> the kissing book. No, I was into it. I didn't it. like the kissing parts. I never went through that. a phase where I thought, like, boys were gross. I just wasn't interested in them like that for... Um, I was. Until about middle school. Middle school when the hormones hit. That's yeah. when they were more than just like, oh, he's kind of cool and I could play with him outside. And <laughs> Oh, who's the cutest guy in my class? Who can I make out with? No, I was always interested in boys, so it's fine. Yeah. Tommy invites Colette to go fishing with him the next morning. That's right. Yep. And uh, Colette notices Peely watching her from across the the lake. Which, you know, it sounds like a harmless, hey, go fishing with me alone. But then I'm also... Like, no, would you it's, do that alone? I wouldn't do that alone. That it's definitely he's asking to get her alone, which kind of makes me think that Tommy's kind of a creeper, right? He's kind of like a I'm playboy. Like, uh, let's do, see, what it, is this Monday or is yeah. this Tuesday? This is Tuesday. No, not even Tuesday. It's not Tuesday yet. No. I can't even keep track. Maybe it's Monday. I think it's still Sunday. No, because it's Monday. It's Monday because the the diary entry I read was Sunday night, and, and then Monday dinner, Peely sat with. Wait, Tommy no. sat with Peely, yeah. and then they slept. It might be Tuesday. It's hard to no, keep track. No, it's Wednesday. Is it Wednesday already? I okay. guess well, I guess the diary entry is an old diary yeah, entry. Yeah, uh, the reason why I think it shows up here is she's thinking about how she kind of slightly exaggerates in her diary. Oh. okay. Like, well, he gave whatever. me a nickname. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Specific, okay. So, yeah, he's only known her for, like, a day or two. But, right. But and that's he wants, fine. And he wants to get her alone yep. by a lake. Yep. No, that's when I'd be like, uh, sure, Sarah and Roger are coming, too. <laughs> <laughs> I would, and I'd be like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, chapter 10, this is when the girls meet their new counselor. Yes, I, um, I call her Papa Bear Porridge. <laughs> She is Papa Bear Porridge. She is too much. Well, okay. I was like, Sandy, wait. I was waiting Sandy for the Smith, explanation of that. Sandy Smith was Baby Bear Porridge. She yeah. was just right. Yes. But and Sandy Smith was not a counselor. She no, was she camper. needs to be. Like, go ahead, promote her. Give her the job. <laughs> <laughs> well, these counselors are college age. So, you know. I guess she's not old enough yet. No. If she's, she's still perfect. a camper, she's well. Not I hope even... she goes down that career path because <laughs> she was great. Well, their new counselor Edith Ann is very strict and like demands that they win the games day trophy, <laughs> which you know I guess that's like field day. Yeah, yeah. I always she... loved field day when I was young. Oh, I hated it. I I just started to dislike it when I got older and like more lazy and like too cool to do sports. But like when I was young, I was real into it. I would have been into it I... at this age. I um. I think I was, I I didn't consider myself an athletic person. Uh, I, I did either. enjoy playing kickball, but that was about the only thing. Oh, I, enjoyed I hated playing. kickball. Oh, yeah. I loved kickball. No, I wasn't into kickball. Um, everything else I didn't want to have anything to do with. So field field day was like you're making you're forcing me to play games that I'm not interested in, and I hated the pressure of carrying a team. Hated that. 
Oh, I never I felt like do. I had to carry. The oh team. my god! Well, not that I was that athletic, but I if I made a mistake, somebody was going to yell at me. It was going to be my fault if we didn't get a point. So I hate I hated sports. <laughs> I hated them. I think part of me really liked the competition part, which is weird to me because I hate competition now. Yeah. But back then, I guess I was into it. Oh. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> I realized I wasn't any good at sports. <laughs> okay. Like, give up on that side yeah. of it. <laughs> and yep. at the mess hall, Tommy approaches Colette and asks if she'll go fishing with him after lunch instead. Yep. Chapter 11, Colette returns to her room to find her diary missing. <gasps> she checks everywhere. Well, yep. she's basically checks where she puts it i should say yeah uh she had hidden it under the dresser or something yeah she moves the dresser and she finds out two things number one her diary is definitely not there yep and number two there's a giant red heart painted on the wall that says tommy loves peely this august and forever yep so someone again has broken into the cabin and taken her diary yep well at the end of this chapter colette has decided that she's not going to give up she's not going to go home She's going to stay there, and she's going to get her diary back. Yep. Chapter 12. All right, so... Fishing date time. I do not usually have, like, a juvenile mind, but the whole fiery red rod. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. I wasn't thinking about that. Think, I was like, uh, is this a metaphor? No. I want to read this part. It's like 11. He's, like, 14. <laughs> Let me read this part, oh okay? God. Emma's a perv. I'm not You've a heard perv. It here now. I'm not a perv. I just... <laughs> I don't know if I can do this without laughing. I'm sorry that I'm reverting back to eight-year-old. Okay. <clears throat> so, Tommy has this wonderful new fishing rod. Mm -hmm. Colette looked at the fiery red fishing rod. It was pretty for a fishing rod. She could tell by the way Tommy was holding it that he thought it was beautiful. I worked weekends in my dad's grocery store to buy this. Want to hold it? Colette almost said no, but she held out her hand for the rod. <laughs> if, Tommy, Tommy, if Tommy loved to fish so much, it must be wonderful. <laughs> Emma's reading this in like a romance novel yes. voice. No, it's not like that at all. I uh, know, I You're know. You're a perv. I'm a perv. All right, all right. <laughs> Tommy gives uh, Colette his favorite hat, his favorite fishing hat. Okay, how many girls has he given that to? Um, well, Peely does come up later and say, you're not the only girl that wear that hat. <laughs> I just think, for real, I think he has a flavor of the summer. Which is fine, to be honest. <sighs> Why like, would you want that, though? Because it's fun to have crushes God. on people. I know, but I just, no. It's fun. Like, okay, probably as Colette, I would have taken it too seriously. And, I would have. And I That's... would have been, like, upset. Yes. But now that I'm an adult and I can look back, I'd be like, man, I kind of wish I had done that and just, like, gone in a summer and had, like, a summer boyfriend every summer and then forget about him later. Like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I don't think I'm built for that. I think I would be now. Be <laughs> because I just, now? I have I perspective know. now. Yeah. Where I'm just like, it ain't that serious. No, you it's know, not. I mean, especially in. at this age. And it's, it's really just not so that much serious. fun to have a crush on a person, you know? It is. And then you get to know them and then they destroy And then destroy they disappoint it. you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what always happens. Because I remember growing up having crushes on people. And then as soon as they started showing like real interest in me, like, I, no. I was like, no. <laughs> no. And so that's why this summer camp boyfriend's perfect. Because I don't have time. That's right. It's only a week. Yeah. You're not really going to get Let to know them Let him get all serious enough. and then I'm out. <laughs> and then I'll never see you again until next summer. And then it's maybe awkward. <laughs> Yeah. I'll just go to a different camp. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just jump from camp to camp. Have different crushes. 
Oh, let's see. Roger comes in to break up their little date. Yeah, he does. Roger. That's okay. He's cute. I mean, he is, but Colette doesn't appreciate no, it. No, she doesn't. And Peely shows up, too. Yep. She's mad that Tommy isn't helping her with some volleyball thing. Yeah. Set up volleyball nets or whatever. And th- this is when she's like, Colette, you know, you're not the only one that's worn that hat. So... Get over yourself. And see, it's in these instances, like you mentioned before, that you don't think Tommy re- realizes that no. Peely's mean. I don't think so. And I'm like, I agree, because he's had so many instances with her where she's acting like a shithead yeah. to other people, and he doesn't... Because he's a doofus boy. They just don't... Maybe it's one of those... Th- so, like, you know, uh, what, what is that? Oh, sorry. What is that saying? Like, you know, if you're... If someone, like, is being rude to the wait staff, then... They're not like a. Nice I don't know the person. saying. I can't remember but, the saying, but it's like yeah, if they're rude to the if, waste up. They're terrible people. Yeah, yeah. Like even though they're nice to you, if yeah. they're mean to other people, nope, they're not necessarily a nice person. So I feel like, like young boys are kind of like blind to that kind of thing because they don't because of their fiery red rod. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was too focused on his fiery red, red rod, rod, but I no, I think it's more just like you know, young boys don't fight the same way girls do you they know don't. With like cutting words and no stuff. they don't and no. so they just don't even i don't think even think it. that most adult males do that like it's either they hug no. it out or they forget it or they just or drop they the person punch each other and it's not like this yeah. emotional why did you do this to me yeah although i feel like they could benefit from some oh, of that. I, I agree <laughs> i agree uh what chapter are we on? chapter 13 the girls make pretty much they're making plans to get Colette's diary back that night when everyone else is at the super special volleyball event that they're not invited to. Yes, yes. that's true. Yeah. Um, but, unfortunately, when they arrive Yikes. in the cafeteria for dinner, Peely is reading the diary out loud to the entire room. Yes, it is not 10 quick ways to become a mean person, as Sarah suggested. It is Colette. It is typed pages yep. of Colette's diary. Was it typed? It was typed. Where did she type this? I don't know. That was one of my things. I was like, is there a typewriter on, on the she camp? She brings her typewriter to camp. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, like, I don't know. You would have to, I mean, I, I missed that detail. I wouldn't put it past her to go into an administrator's office, just walk in. And then be like, sorry, I gotta <laughs> type some things up real quick. Yeah. So. Because she's, she wants to keep the original. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's so she's got these typed pages of Colette's diary, reading it out to the whole camp, and everybody is laughing. Is laughing. Yeah. My God, how embarrassing. They don't know it's hers yet. Though. No, they don't. She's kept the names. Yeah. Omitted. She has omitted the yeah, names. Yeah, that would be really shitty. I'd be pretty embarrassed, probably. Would you confront her? No, I think I'd do something sneaky. Would you? Yeah. I don't know what I would do, but I'm not I'm not the type of person. Well, I definitely wasn't then to like get in someone's face. So I would do something sneaky behind her back. I don't know what, but that's more my style. <laughs> Subterfuge. Yeah. Cloak and dagger. I'd probably just like oh, just sink in the background. You're just like, like, oh my life just, is yeah, over. I'll just go home. <laughs> uh so chapter fourteen. Yeah, not only is Peely reading her diary, but she's making up parts as well. Like, oh, yeah, she's adding right. her she's own stuff to it. Things and- yeah, and because I don't remember what she wrote. I'm sure you can find it, but Colette's like, I didn't write that. Oh, it had something to do with kissing Tommy or like wanting to kiss yes. Tommy. Peely held her hand up and waited for everyone to stop laughing. Wait now, there's more, guys. All right, 
Dear diary, I think he wants to kiss me. The dining hall broke into hoots and foot stamping. Peely smiled out and waited a second before continuing. But he is too shy. Maybe he'll get some more courage tomorrow. I hope so. Which are things, like you said, that Colette yeah. did not, yeah. she did not write. Nope. I think this is the point of the book where um, I had to stay up late and finish reading it when yeah. I was younger. I was like, oh my God, what's, what's going to happen? Yeah. I would have been super into it too at that age. Another question I have, where are the counselors doing this? Where are the counselors doing this? I don't know. Do they not care? You know, despite Edith Ann, just, like, acting like she was going to be all up on their butts, she hasn't really been around that much. True. Yeah, so. So I'm like, uh, is no one interested in what Peely is reading? Guess not. Okay. Guess there's no counselors in here <laughs> okay. to stop her. Kind of like those absent parents because of all these other books. Any adult or college-age student, for that matter, would see this and know exactly what was going on. Yeah, I agree. But no one stops her, so I guess there's no counselors in the cafeteria right now. So, call it does confront Peely. She does. Yeah. I thought this was pretty darn brave. Yeah, I don't but I think it's kind of far-fetched. I don't think most people You don't do think this. so? No. Uh, but Colette does, and Peely says she'll give the diary back if Colette gives Tommy back. She's got to make a trade. Colette refuses. Yeah, she does. I'm like, balls. Yeah, which is kind of awesome. It is. Yeah. I mean, I guess at this point she's kind of screwed anyway because uh, you know what I would do? I would say yes. I'd say yeah. Give me the diary, and, and you as can soon as it's in my hands, you'd go over to Tommy and kiss him. Yes, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Bye, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> now maybe Peely has already typed up other pages and still plans to read them. True, there is that risk. Yeah. But I, I would take think that about risk. that. Yeah, I would take that risk. I think for me, I would just try to dissolve. I would try to dissolve like the the main conflict. So if it's like, okay, I don't want people knowing, or I don't want Tommy to find out, just go up to Tommy and say, "Look, Here's that's my diary. Yeah, this girl that you think is like no problem, yeah. she went into my cabin, stole my diary, and she's reading it. And that's you she's talking about. Yes, I do like you. I think you're cute. And just be done with well, it. Well, 11-year-old girls can't admit to that kind of thing. Yeah. It's a lot harder. Like, as an adult, we can look back and say, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, was like, I actually had a, it was not a diary situation, but I had a situation in, like, I think I was 10th grade, where I was dating a guy, and his ex-girlfriend was really upset that I was dating this guy. <gasps> And so she confronted me <gasps> and basically I lied and told her that I wasn't interested in the guy oh, no. just so she would leave me alone. What's funny about that story is that girl got kicked out of school. Like, I don't know, a couple days later for having a knife in her bag. Oh my God. Yeah. And so she my brought friend, that knife for you. And so we're all like, she was going to stab you. And I'm like, she might've, I really don't know. All I know is like she confronted, she like came up to me in the cafeteria and she's like, uh, you need to stop dating this guy because like he's mine or something stupid. Like, like I couldn't even believe it was happening to me. I was like, is this a movie? And I was like, I'm not interested in him. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but then we went to homecoming together. So fuck that girl. Oh my God, you did. <laughs> yeah. she, and she had been kicked out already. Yeah. So she didn't show up. She did homecoming. not show up. Somebody didn't bring her just no. so she could stab you and no it was just so crazy <laughs> so crazy oh but 
I I did tell the guy though. I did say, "Hey, your ex is being a psycho," and he was like, "Yeah, she." But he like he was basically like, "Yeah, she does that. Don't worry about it." And I'm like, "Well, I'm well, gonna worry uh, about it if she's she got me. a yeah, she got a knife." <laughs> and he was like, "She's just got some problems." And I'm like, "Yeah, I think he loved it. I think he loved oh, sure. the idea yeah. of two girls fighting over him. And maybe Tommy would have been the same way. He'd be like, "Oh, no big deal," and secretly be like, "Yeah." yeah. I think that's probably what it would have mm. been like. Like I said too before, I can't visualize what Peely looks like because Blonde part of bitch. me thinks that she's pretty. Yeah, I think she's supposed to be. But then other things make me think that she's big. Or they were like, talking about her friend being big, big. not okay. her. Because they were like, talking about how her friend had like an arm the size of a log or something. <laughs> but that was her friend, not her. Okay. Not that I'm saying that you can't be pretty and big at the yeah. same time. It's more of like her attitude is so ugly that i'm like yeah. i can't even think of how she could be visually pleasing for mr muscle i mean they keep talking okay about like her, her long blonde oh, hair. hair so i think she's supposed to be like your stereotypical so, uh, yeah what's the what's the girl for mean girl regina yeah okay. i think she's supposed to be like regina george okay yeah all right now That's I've how got, i now i've got that visual okay <laughs> so chapter 15 the girls sneak into Peely's cabin with the help of Amber and see this is like This is when I was like Amber's gonna Me too Yeah, because like, they just kept talking about Amber helped us. Amber's so nice. Amber, Amber, Amber. And I'm like, why are they talking so much about Amber? Yeah, she helped you sneak into a cabin, so she probably helped somebody else sneak into a cabin, like your cabin. Uh-huh. Uh so Colette goes in, she just wants to find her diary. That's yeah. the only reason. But, but Marsha <laughs> has another idea. <laughs> Marsha's going parent trap on this. Yes, she is. She's running up and down the cabin with toothpaste. Which is a dumb idea, Marsha. I know. I mean, because if they had found the diary and taken it, then nobody could have even known that they were in there. Yeah. Which is how you do it. Exactly. You don't because Peely can't say, I know someone broke into my cabin because they stole the diary that I stole out of their yeah. cabin. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, Marsha got a little it. She got a little away. carried away. Um, I will admit that, oh gosh, as much as I hate, like, I don't think I'm a mean person, but I have, I have done something similar like this to a girl that spent the night at my house. What? <laughs> no. Oh no. Con confession time. Peer pressure. Oh. It was peer pressure, but. Way to blame everyone else. I mean, <laughs> I know it was partly me, but let me tell you after I did it. And saw how upset she was and how upset her mother was. I felt horrible. And I never did anything like that again. But it was basically, the toothpaste makes me think of it because I put toothpaste on her face. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it wasn't so bad. No, but still, it was terrible. terrible. It, it was, she was very upset. And rightfully so. Those things have to happen sometimes. Yeah. So you know. Like, okay, yeah, it feels really bad in my body and I don't ever want to do that again. So... While they're ransacking the cabin, their counselor, Edith Ann, shows up. That's right. Somehow, Peely knew that the girls would be in her cabin tearing up the place. Amber. That's what I think, You know what? Too. They didn't say it was Amber, but I'm pretty sure it was Amber. I think so, too. I think so, too. And the administration is, like, on their way, too. So yeah. Edith Ann is like, quick, jump out the window and run down to the lake. I'll tell them that we're all... Swimming. Yeah. Yeah, she's working up an alibi for them. Yeah. And I'm like, Edith Ann is awesome. She is awesome. <laughs> But then chapter 16 kind of is disappointing because she has no plan. No, not really. But, I mean, she she has a plan to at least give them an alibi so they can deny True. that they were in there. But it doesn't, I mean, I guess it works because the camp, camp owner doesn't get mad or whatever. But, right. like, doesn't stop Peely. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. So they wake up the next morning. Marsha and Sarah have contracted poison <laughs> ivy on their face. 
I shouldn't laugh. It's actually really horrible to have poison yeah, ivy on your face. While they were swimming, I guess, they threw their clothes onto poison ivy. And then yeah. when they got out of the water, they both wiped their face with Marsha's sweatshirt. The sweatshirt, yeah. which presumably was laid on the poison ivy. You know, the whole time I was thinking, oh, I'm Peely somehow. Peely did something, but no. no. It, it was very yeah. innocent. Yeah. They Colette did not s- decided not to go swimming with them mm-hmm. for whatever reason, which I don't know. I why. think she was too busy talking to Edith Ann about Oh yeah. They were ta- they had like a little tender moment where yeah. Edith, Edith Ann was basically like, I was that nerd girl who got made fun of. Yeah. So because I understand. It was mentioned that the counselors overheard Peely. And Edith Ann knew exactly what was going on, yeah. that she was reading a diary and assumed it was Colette's. Colette doesn't go swimming, therefore she does not get poison ivy. Right. Uh, and Marsha and Sarah are so swollen and itchy that they basically decide that they're going to leave yeah. camp. Chapter 17, Colette sees her friends off before returning to the camp for game day. <laughs> She's excited to see Tommy, but he's being an ass. He's being cold-hearted. Yeah. So they're picking. They're picking for the teams. Yep. Did you ever experience the whole like being, being last pick- one picked? Yeah. That see, that's why I hate kickball. Cause <laughs> like, I probably would have been okay at kickball, but I hated it, so I never wanted to try. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, no one wanted to pick me because I was not a good player. <laughs> and so I, I don't think I was ever picked last, but I definitely wasn't like people want you wanted yeah. on the team i was probably right in the middle but i don't remember ever really caring about it because like i, I said cared. i wasn't athletic so like yeah don't pick me because i don't i I'm don't not think, athletic so it makes sense i don't think i was i don't know emotionally wise enough to realize that yeah they don't want to pick you awesome because you like stand in the back <laughs> and don't actually do anything um i was just i took they it as like a personal affront. yeah yeah i was just like oh, everyone no one wants to be with me but no it was probably just because i was a crappy player <laughs> uh yeah, I, I can't even remember how I got picked for dodgeball, but one of my notes is I absolutely hated dodgeball. I hated dodgeball, too. And I would stand in the front and get hit on purpose yeah. so I could just hang out in the back. See, I so should I never have got, done I that. never got picked first for dodgeball. I should Ugh. have done that, but I did the opposite and screwed myself. I used to hide in the back of the dodgeball and then end up being the last person. Oh, no! And then everyone's relying on me. And you're the target yes. of the other. <laughs> and, of course, I'm not going to do well. No! So I just can you in those disappointed my entire team. I don't know why I kept doing that, but I was just like, oh, I'm just going to hide in the back. No, you get hit yes, first so I you can hang out with your I friends. Know, I know, I should have. Anyway, I like anyway. Foursquare. You like what? Foursquare. I don't Did know. You if ever I, play? I don't know. If I Shit, know. I was Foursquare queen. <laughs> that, if that those were teams, that was a singular game though. Oh. Like it's it's like you play you have like a square and there's four squares in that square. Yeah. And you basically you take a ball and you bounce it in between and there's like a lot of rules and you can like make up rules. Yeah, I don't think But I like it has to one. bounce and then go to a person and then bounce and then go to a person and as soon as like someone misses or you don't bounce it or too something, much strategy. It was awesome, just like, though. throw a ball at me and let me kick no, it. No, <laughs> Foursquare was great, and we used to make our own rules. And it's like, since it's a singular game, it was all me, and I was really good at it. Yeah. And so I loved Foursquare. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I, I would play that shit now. You'd probably be picked first for it, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Colette is one of three left. Yes. And Tommy is, it's Tommy's pick, and he goes, Eeny, meeny, Murphy, because that's Colette's last name. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, what a dick. Which Peely finds hilarious and laughs out loud about it. But Roger comes to her rescue, reaches across Tommy, grabs Colette, and is like, Colette Murphy's on our team. Yeah. Done. 
I'm like, God, Tommy's a vindictive jerk face. It's crazy to me how, like, he just turned. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, at this point, we don't know why. You're right. So, you know, but and, still it's and like, how embarrassing is it that Colette wore his hat? Like, she's wearing oh, his yeah. hat. Oh, yeah. She showed up with his hat, and he's. I'd be too oh, embarrassed to wear that, to be honest. Like, I would not wear it. I'd throw it in the lake. After that, <laughs> well, throw after that, it in the yeah. lake. So the entire time this like day is going by that Tommy's being mean to her, I just imagine her wearing his stupid hat. And I'm like, at some point, like Take I thought off. he was going to ask for it back. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't. But whatever. So I'm just like, wow, that's just like insult injury right there. She's wearing his hat and he's being an ass to her. And she, she continued, I don't understand why. I don't know why. I'm like, just ask to him. That's yeah. what I thought, too. I'm like, yeah, just there's no, ask him. There's say, no like, ask, look, asking. you're being, you're being a jerk. She, she does reading. finally learn um, that uh, while they're in the canoe. So they're, like, I guess they're doing like a capture the flag type. Not really a capture the flag. They have to ride a canoe to an island, find their flag, and ride back. Uh, and whoever gets back first wins or something. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the game. Mm -hmm. So they're in a canoe, and I don't know how, but somehow Colette ends up in a canoe with just Tommy and Roger. Yeah, somehow they... Yeah, yeah, just just so we can have this moment. Yes. Um, So in here, this is where we find out why Tommy's being a jerk. To set up the scene, uh, they're talking about Marsha and Sarah having poison ivy, but Colette didn't. No swimming for Colette? continued Tommy in a tight voice. She had other things to do last night. Tommy lifted his paddle and slapped it down so hard it sprayed the back of Colette's shirt. More important things than swimming, Roger. With her eyes locked on the island ahead, Colette tried to sort things out. For some reason, Tommy was upset because she didn't go swimming. Colette felt her heart sinking inch by inch. She swatted at a group of gnats swirling in front of her. Something was wrong, and it was more than the swimming. Tommy, why don't you just shut up and concentrate on getting to the island? Roger shouted from the front. Tommy laughed again, dropping his oar to the floor of the canoe. Ha! Hey, Mr. Bodyguard, why don't you just do all the rowing? It was your idea to include Colette on our team. I sure didn't want her. That's right, snapped Roger. And she'll be more help than you are. Tommy laughed. You guys really stick together, don't you? Maybe you were with Colette last night at my cabin. Maybe that's how she got away with it. Colette spun around and grabbed the fishing hat off her head, throwing it down next to Tommy. What are you talking about? What did I get away with? Tommy took the hat and looked for it at a minute before he tossed it out into the lake. Then he looked straight into Colette's eyes, breaking the best fishing rod I've ever owned. Not the fiery rod! The fiery red rod! <laughs> oh! That's the, that's the victim of this whole story. Oh, <laughs> the poor Rod. Oh. So, yeah, the, I think as a reader, we're all just like, what did Peely do? Exactly. Because somehow Tommy thinks that Colette broke into his cabin and broke his fishing rod, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which makes literally no sense. Uh, yes, and at this point, I'm like, why is Colette still interested in this guy? Uh, because the whole time he's like, he's mad. And defending Peely. Yeah. And not listening to Colette. Well, at he doesn't all. even ask her. From no. Side of the story. That's true. That's he doesn't true. even say, like, why'd you do it? I thought we were getting along. Like, I would imagine the best, well, I mean, I would imagine how most people would react would be like, hey, man, like, why'd you break my thing? Like, I thought we liked each other and you're wearing right. my hat. No. For fuck's sake. Like, no, he's just, he's just mad. Yeah. And not listening to anything. No. So, bye. Yeah. Chapter 18. In the canoe, they discuss Colette's supposed crime. 
Tommy claims Peely has proof that Colette did it, but Colette doesn't ask what proof. proof. He's just like, I've got proof. And she's just like quiet. And I'm like, ask him what, what the proof, proof is, is, girl. Yeah. Ask him. But she doesn't. No, she doesn't. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, my notes about this are just back and forth. I'm like, why do you still like this guy? <laughs> why do you still like this guy? Like, he's he he doesn't know that Peely is mean. I think she's just hurt at this point. I guess. Maybe, yeah, maybe she's just so shocked. I'd be like, you have no right to question my integrity, sir. You don't even know me. Don't even know me. And obviously, you're poor judge of character if you think Peely is just so awesome and you've known her since she was eight. I mean, she kind of does that later, which which is awesome. But we'll we'll get there. So they do reach the island. Tommy gets the flag. But when he's running back, he falls and hurts himself. Mm -hmm. And Colette, because she has two rowdy brothers, knows how to take care of it. She takes Roger's shirt. So Roger's walking around shirtless. Where are his muscles? Can we talk about him? He doesn't have any. Uh, She applies pressure and then uh, takes off her belt to help whatever. Tighten it. Is that a tourniquet? Is that a... No, no, a tourniquet is, like, different. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Anyway. Not, I don't know. Well, she needs... She does it. She needs something to puncture another hole in her belt. Yep. And Tommy's like, I've got one in my backpack. So she reaches into Tommy's backpack and finds her diary. What? At this point, I was like, what? what? How did Tommy get the diary? <laughs> yes. uh, oh, my God. That's the end of the chapter. Yes. Chapter 19. Oh, my God. It turns out... Peely gave Tommy the diary so he could see all the stuff she had written. Okay, let me just take a moment here. <laughs> you have someone's personal yeah. property. Yeah. That he has didn't been think to stolen. question how she got it. That has been stolen. Yeah. And you're going to sit there and question this person's yeah. integrity. Yeah. Get off the island. I Get off know, my I island. Mean, <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm just pretty surprised that he wasn't like, uh, Peely, why do you, you have, have this diary? What? Yes. Like, how did you get this? Like, Apparently where? that was never a question. It's not on his moral meter at all. No. He's just <laughs> mad about his fiery <laughs> rod. <laughs> I was just like, what? You're okay with taking somebody else's personal yeah. property yep. and reading it. Yep. Like, gross. You have you have dishonored yourself, sir. Pretty much. Get he, off the island. Well, when Colette opens the diary, she notices that Peely has added entries and changed <laughs> a lot of stuff. And... Uh, there's an entry at the end where Colette supposedly confesses to breaking the rod. Oh, yeah. I wanted to read that. Yeah, quick. read that one. Because it's written so stupid. Oh, it's so Like, bad. Nobody, in, nobody would write an entry like this. I just don't. It just sounds so far-fetched. And Tommy's obviously a moron. <clears throat> Dear Diary, you will never guess what I just did. I snuck into Peely's cabin first since I hate her guts. And then I went into Tommy's cabin and broke his favorite fishing rod. Ha ha. I don't even care. He spends too much time with that fishing rod. Fishing is so boring. Maybe now he will have free time and will ask me to the banquet. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) wait a minute. Is that the only entry that you read in that book, Tommy? Because I think you would notice it doesn't really match with anything else you wrote. Because all the other stuff is like. I'm so excited about fishing. Yeah, I just, oh, it's just so stupid. So Roger points out that it's in a different handwriting, but apparently Tommy doesn't think that's worth the evidence. No. 
He's just like, oh, she was just, she was just in a rush when she wrote it. Or yeah. is, does, is Peely? No, here at yeah, this point? I think Peely has shown yeah. up at that point. And Peely's like, obviously, she was in a rush, and so her handwriting totally changed. And I'm like, Come on. okay, and I'm, and again, I'm like, uh, red flags here, guys. Yeah. How did? Why is she allowed to make comments on Colette's behavior and mental state at this point? Because she's the one that wrote it, and she's the one who had the diary, the diary. this whole time. So when would Colette write it? Tommy is an idiot. (laughs) Well, maybe he's lost a lot of blood at this point. (laughs) Uh, No, he was an idiot before this. So Colette then notices in that entry that the word banquet has been misspelled. I love this part. It's so, it is it's, hilarious. It's, I feel I got I got the whole Colombo image where she yeah. like turns around because she's you know she's given up at this point. Yeah, she's walking back away. to the canoe. She throws her diary down and then sees the entry again and notices. Wait, this is this is misspelled. Yeah, walks back and it's like, oh, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute, Peely, spell banquet for me. Yeah, she's like, what? This yeah. is ridiculous. And Tommy does some stupid comment here, too. Oh, yeah. Like, leave her alone. I He's can't like, even remember. what is this, 20 questions? Oh, yeah, that's right. What's the, what's what's the, the square root of North Dakota? I don't know. What's the square Name root of Name all the Dakota? prime numbers of, yeah, <laughs> yes. what's the capital of North and Dakota? And I'm like, Tommy, shut but, your oh. stupid jerk mouth. This isn't about you anymore. No. So, uh, eventually, I guess Colette goes over and shows Tommy. She's yes. like, Here's the word banquet here. And then she flips to the beginning where she was writing about the banquet. She's like, here's how I, I spell it. And he's like, huh? Yeah, Peely. Uh, how do you spell banquet? And she's like, ah, fine. It's a B-A-N-Q-U-I-T. Womp womp. <laughs> Not only is she mean, but she's a bad speller. <laughs> <laughs> so Tommy realizes he was wrong. That's right. And Peely is actually a class A or grade A meanie. Yeah. She storms off. Yeah. Cause, Which yeah. I didn't think she'd give up so easily, but. She's probably embarrassed. She probably hasn't given up. She'll come up with something. But <laughs> we don't see that. No, we don't. Uh, That's in the second book. So Tommy's just an idiot now. And he's just like, oh, do you still want to go to the bank with me? And Wait. I'd be like, oh, no, Tommy. <laughs> I have to read this because I'm like, this is beautiful. Yeah. Tommy stopped, looking at Colette for some sort of signal to go on. Colette knew he wanted her to help him with an apology. To smile or nod and let him know he was already for- that she was already forgiving him. But she didn't. Let Tommy see how it felt. Tommy sighed. I never even asked for your side of it. He reached out as if to touch her, but let his hand drop to his side instead. I'm a real jerk. Pretty stupid, man. Roger agreed. I told you this Murphy chick was heads above all that cloak and dagger stuff. Colette almost smiled. Roger could be a pain in the neck sometimes, but he was a pretty good friend all of the time. Yeah, so date him. Not like Tommy. Nope. Uh, let's see. Tommy, oh yeah. Colette looked up at Tommy. It was sad. It was sad knowing she would never feel exactly the same way about him. Part of his specialness had just flickered away. I guess I don't read any more pages in your diary, do I, Colette? Tommy gave a weak smile, but his eyes looked really sad as though he knew he were telling the truth. Before Colette could even answer, Roger grabbed at her elbow, pumping it. Hey guys, let's get a move on. Tommy has to get to the nurse so I can have my shirt back. I was planning on wearing that to the banquet on Friday. I'll have to wash it out in the lake. So I loved that part. I'm like, heck yes! I was super impressed that she didn't just forgive him because he doesn't deserve it. No, and I mean, even, even, like, after something like that, you lose trust in a person. Yes. Like, they don't immediately. ever be the same way again. No. Yep. So there goes that summer crush. You yep. can't even. 
But she's, you know, a decent person, I guess, because she agrees to go to the banquet with Tommy and Roger. And Roger, As, yes. like, a trio. Yes. A team. Yeah. Team, team, team. I mean, they did one event together that they didn't even win, so I don't really know how they're a team. <laughs> but they saved Tommy's ankle or whatever. It would have been happened. better if they had had, like, all field day together. And then, then this whole team thing might have made more sense, yeah. but whatever. No. They're a team. Yeah. Okay. And they're going to the banquet with an E. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. With banquet with an E. And then that's the end of the that's book. That's the end of the book. We, so we don't even get, that's only like Wednesday, right? It's Thursday. I don't know what day it is, but I we don't, don't know. Get to, we don't yep, get to see the banquet's the banquet. on Friday. Yeah, yeah, we don't. So yeah, in my notes, I'm like, I would love to see. Oh yeah, here we go. What do you think happened at the banquet? Do you think Peely tried to make up with Tommy, or did she sulk in the corner for the whole night? Do you think Colette will return to cavalry camp? And Tommy writes her letters throughout the year, begging for her forgiveness. That's what I'm hoping. It would have been nice to have, like, a sequel where she came back the next year, and maybe Tommy, like, tried to, you know, cozy up to her again, and she finally forgave him. I don't know. I don't think he deserves forgiveness. She should date Roger. <laughs> she should. I like Roger. That that's when I put in my notes too about yeah. him being like ducky. I'm like, oh my god, this is pretty in bank. Yep, it totally is. Um, there was a she did the author did write a book about Colette and her friends being counselors at a camp, but I think oh. it was a different one, a different camp. So it probably I mean, focused on like wrangling wrangling children. <laughs> you know, the I don't know if it, no, actually, I think it did focus on. Colette has romances like in every one of her books. There's one where she even has like a crush on a teacher, and like there's a group of I'm like into mean, that. mean eighth grade girls that also have crushes on the teacher. I'm into teacher crushes. <laughs> it's probably not going to go where I want it to go. No, though. I don't think it will. I don't. Think I'll have to go will. read a different kind of book for that. <laughs> yes, you will. Uh, so yeah, what did you think about the book? I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a fun story, and it I it flew by. It was like a really quick and easy read. Yeah. And I like summer camp stories, and I like stories about, you know, the evil girl that you get the one-up on, you know, the bully. How did you feel about Colette's character? She's kind of bleh. I felt so, too. She didn't really have any personality. She didn't seem to be good at anything. Do you think she wrote her that way, so that way the reader could kind of, like, step into that role pretty Maybe. easily? Because it seemed like everybody else had some kind of, like, strong personality. Strong personality. She was just bleh. I mean, Sarah was not really No, but Sarah personality. was, like, the weak and, like, uh timid one yeah at least yeah it, colette was just i kind of felt like colette flip-flopped on things too because at one time she's she was brave enough to like confront peely but then i don't know i don't know there, yeah, there were parts kinda... where i'm like oh would she really think that i guess it was more of like her thoughts i'm like would she really think she that? just didn't or really just, seem to know. have much of a personality she didn't really seem to have any interests either boys yeah boys but like she wasn't like even when she was like oh i'm interested in softball so i was like oh is she good at softball no she wasn't she was terrible <laughs> at it and i'm like i i'm confused yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah her i think her character's probably just meant to be the blank slate mary sue yeah you know which is pretty pretty common in these kinds of books because yeah. some little girl just wants to pretend she is colette that's right so. and tommy's and Tommy's her their, their fishing hat. Love. Yes, whatever. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. And I did too. It, it was a good book. I I like that kind of story. Uh, Makes me think of Parent see. Trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still love this book. I could live off this drama forever. Yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> uh, didn't care too much for the lovey-dovey parts. But, I liked you know, that's, it. That's me. That's me. I just, I mean, it's the drama. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's? I'm disappointed that the romance didn't work out uh, because... I would have enjoyed 
I mean, it's more realistic this way, but it I is. would have enjoyed the story more if there had been a nice end to the romance. Because well, I if do Tommy like, hadn't been yeah. such a jerk. Well, there's no, after it was a jerk, there was no going back. Yeah. Because I would have hated it if you were a jerk <laughs> like, and then, she, a and then they still had the romance. But yeah. I wanted, like, I don't know. I wanted some, some more lovey-dovey bits. Yeah. But I didn't get any. I felt like there were some loose ends with some of the side characters. Amber? Amber. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck, Amber? Like, Who are you? Yeah, like, Dude, she totally told on them. I mean, that was I mean, it was such a perfect setup. I'm yeah, like, how else great. would they have known? Exactly. And known and not only did they know they were gonna break into the cabin, but they knew with enough time to get the whole like camp to come up. That's true. That's true. Amber. Yeah. I'm sure as soon as Amber let them in. And I don't necessarily think Amber like went off and told them, but I think Amber's one of those people that can be easily manipulated. So yeah. Peely probably like what we do Amber. Yeah. Why yeah. Do you, why not? Yeah, I don't know. Um, we never find out. No, you don't. That's the story I'm gonna tell <laughs> in my go. head. Uh I still felt like it was a really fun read. Uh, it was. I I'm excited for like my nieces to be of the right age to read this. And I also want to know their take on like how bullying is for them now versus what's in this book because some of the things that i've probably not changed that much it's probably has more to do i feel like it's gotten worse because they have social media now and way harsh like i've heard of stories where i'm like oh my god that is horrific i can't even imagine like i can't imagine doing that as an adult let alone a fifth grader to yeah oh but god with social media but bullying is so hard these days Mm because you can't get away from it you can't you can't and it's very you can't just like go home and and, and not own. think about it. Yeah. No, hey, look, somebody's sharing a YouTube link of this video where these girls are calling me a fat cow. Yeah. And, yeah. I would hate that. Ooh. I'm so glad when I was in <laughs> high school, I was the only one on the internet. I'm so glad that I grew up in the time period that I grew up in. I don't know if I could yeah, I don't manage know if I it now. handle it with social media being I'd prob- everywhere. I probably would just go to school, like do like online courses at home or try to get into college as soon as I could. Man, I would probably, dude, I would, if, if bullies were mean to me on social media, I'd probably just like learn how to hack all their accounts. There you go. That's probably what I would have done. I would just disappear forever. I'd be like, how can I hack into so-and-so's Facebook account and, uh, and get back at them for this? There you go. You're, you're more the Marsha. I'm the Sarah. (laughs) Yeah. Marsha would definitely have to. I'll just cry into my pillow and then just not go to school anymore. (laughs) Uh, I'm all about revenge. Man, I feel kind of strange because our next book is actually a similar kind of story. A lot shorter, though. Oh, yeah. I didn't remember how short it was. So this book is my choice, and it's called The Against Taffy Sinclair Club by Betsy Haynes. And it's part of a series about a girl named Taffy Sinclair. And uh, it's about, like, you know, middle school drama. Yeah. So it's very much like this. This is the first one in the Taffy Sinclair series. It's not the one I remember most, but I felt like we had to start from the beginning. I agree. So I just I I wanted to. I remember those books, but I can't remember if my sister just read them and that's why I saw them laying around or if I actually read one of them. So it'll be interesting. I read all of them because there actually isn't that many because this series spun off into a more popular series called The Fabulous Five. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, you've probably seen it. If you've seen some of the covers, you probably would recognize them. But that, it like, is about one of the characters in here and I think she like 
leaves this school to go to another school and then there's was, a spin-off series and that one was that off. one more popular yeah oh okay so it took off and that became like the main series and Taffy Sinclair was forgotten oh, but there was Taffy a good Sinclair. like I don't know like eight books in the Taffy Sinclair series wow I read all of them. Yay! They were great, but right. uh, I don't remember a lot about the very first one, so it'll be... Oh, should I read the thing? Oh, yeah. It was bad enough when snobby Taffy Sinclair was just a pretty face, but now she's gone and developed you-know-whats. This calls for drastic measures from the Against Taffy Sinclair Club, made up of Jana Morgan and her four fifth-grade friends. What Jana and her friends don't know is that even the best-laid plans can backfire suddenly. Okay, wait. What? What? What is she developing? What? You know what? <laughs> it's the it's the bra thing. Bra strap taffy. <laughs> I'm just so sorry for that girl. I know. What's funny is I I mean I think you can already tell that like you know it's a, about a bunch of girls making fun of the snobby girl in school. Who are you supposed to feel sorry for? Yeah. I don't know, but I don't remember really. So like okay. I know in later books taffy is like kind of like a evil villain type but oh. i don't know if she is in this one the maybe cover this, makes it seem like not maybe sh this is where it all begins this is how she how she becomes worse yes because people were so mean to her yes. for getting boobs first <laughs> i don't know but yeah so i guess we're on a trend with uh middle school drama right now fifth that's grade right. drama that's all right till next time bye guys. see ya to learn more about us and see what we're going to read next, visit our website at growingupbookish.com.